Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Become Fire podcast. We are back Woo-hoo! in black Woo-hoo! or gray, if you want to call it that. It is back, back to, in gray. Back in gray. Old school. Today. Father Peter Teresa, welcome. It is good to be here with you. And me. Just the two of us. Father Anthony. Just like it used to be. Just we're kicking it old school. Kicking old school. Going back to our roots. Yeah. You know, we're trying to just uh, recapture the the beginnings. Yeah. Just get Brother Paul out of here. No, I'm just kidding. We miss him. Yeah, we do miss him. Uh, Things he needed to do. Uh, We are not not able to be with us because we had a wonderful trip Mm -hmm. last week. Yes. Um, for all of you listening, be a couple weeks ago, but we went to Dallas, Texas, to the March for Life. We mm. took 23 high school students from the Gila River Reservation and beyond, our native uh, students, and then we, mostly from St. Peter's, our high school, and then uh, we went out and had a wonderful, wonderful experience, wonderful time. Kids are really blessed. Um, kids felt very loved. I didn't want to go home. I love uh, it. So it was I love it. Just a very bonding yeah. experience. Uh, yeah. It's really set up for the future. So it was, and we stood for life. We missed Amen. it all. No, which so, is a huge so blessing. Yeah. Uh, so great, great trip. Um, but now, you what know, what were some of the highlights of the trip, Father? Some of the highlights of the trip. So we brought a bunch of like card games. Yeah. Um, and we had we were singing at a retreat center in Dallas, and we'd have just playing had like card nights, game nights, nice. a couple of the nights. Yeah. And it was a ton of. There's this thing called the Catholic game, uh-huh. which kind of like apples to apples, yeah. but with like Catholic stuff. And at one point, one of the cards is, um, like. The answer is like the reality of seeing Adam naked for the first time. <laughs> you know, it's like from the perspective yes. of Eve. It was all like, it was actually like, um, so you have these, what, the person has a card. It's like, yeah. And the one card was like, uh, the newest Catholic podcast will be about blank. And then everybody turns in their answer for yes. the cards they have. And the answer was, you know, the reality of seeing Adam naked for that the first time. It was, it's just like, and watching everybody just crack up and yeah. laugh. Oh, that's so Yeah, awesome. another one was, uh, there's an answer. It's like, Naming your kids Cain and Abel and see if it, it turns out better this time or something like that. Or just, there's just some hilarious, yes. hilarious things that just fit with whatever the category that's was. That's so much fun. And the kids were just having a ball. Yeah. No, that's and bonding. That's, that's so, so those were some of the highlights. Yeah. Um, we did some excursions. We went to the aquarium. Nice. Uh, in Dallas, which was it just it's great to see animals. It's great to see. Like this one girl who was in my little, I was kind of chaperoning mm-hmm. a few of them. She was like, um, Wanted to see the three-toed sloth more than like anything. Oh, fun. And it was lunchtime when we got there for him. So he was like actually like crawling across his little like poles That's to so get funny. over to eat lunch. So, you know, just yes. watching this sloth kind of slowly make his way across. She was on cloud nine. That's it was, so It was just fun. so beautiful. That's like beautiful, a, yeah. As a father to see that yeah. happen. Amen. So yeah, it was a great trip. But here we are. We're and back. we are talking about prison. Yes. And the biblical stories of freedom from imprisonment, freedom, mm-hmm. freedom for the captives, because the Lord sets the captives free. Amen. We've had these Amen. beautiful podcasts. We kind of do a podcast series this mm-hmm. past two have been about Daniel and his captivity and the lion's den um, being released. And we talked about, um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank, Father, help me. We did, uh, we started with Joseph. Joseph, thank you. Joseph's Joseph, imprisonment. And then thank you, Daniel. in Egypt. And then we went over there. So go back and take a look at those. And then we're going to continue our theme, getting to the New Testament now. Kicking it old and, school, now we're kicking it new school. And following your patron, one of your patrons, I know. St. Peter will be yes. our our uh, saint for the day, our story for the day, and his yes. imprisonment. 
in Acts chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so to recap a little bit of the story, Herod's just killed James, the Apostle James. Mm-hmm. I got to see his body this summer walking the Camino. The, Super spectacular. This is James the, the brother. Yeah, James the Great, the brother, brother of John. John. First of the apostles killed. And then people are happy. The Jews are happy that the Christians are being killed. They're yeah. just being killed. And so Herod arrests Peter. And he has him seized by four squads of soldiers. Mm-hmm. And they're at night and Peter's asleep between two guards. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how, like, tightly prison this is. right? And he's There's bound. guards at the door. He's sleeping between guards. He's bound. He's sleeping between two guards, with bound with two chains, and sentries before the door guarding yeah. the prison. Yeah. Like, this is how intense. Like, this is, like, maximum security. No, for sure. Old Testament prison. Yeah. Um, and what do you think Peter's mentality is? Kind of in this, like, oh, man, James was just killed. Yeah. Like, Herod nabbed me. Yeah. And I'm locked up on, like, maximum security. What do you think is yeah. going through his heart and his mind at this time? I think he's probably definitely preparing himself for his own martyrdom. I think I think he's probably you know remembering some of the things that 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 the Lord has 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 said and has promised him uh about you know not worrying about what you're going to say when you find yourselves in these situations uh remembering you know if they've if they've persecuted you just remember they persecuted me before then and then even just some of the last words that we have of, of jesus to peter in the gospels it might not be the, the last conversation they have but the one that the last one we have recorded where where jesus kind of tells him how he's going to die you know he's going to be girded by someone else and taken where he, d- he does not want to go and and then he's just watched one of his fellow fishermen you know we just uh we're recording this, uh, you know, right after, you know, a couple of days after the Sunday gospel of, of him and, and, and James being called together on, on the shore of, of Galilee, you know, Peter and Andrew were called and then they walked down the, the shore and, and James and John are called shortly thereafter. And, and so he's just watched James now be martyred for the faith and he's under maximum security, uh, you know, we're told that he's arrested because it delighted the people so much. And, and Harry was like, oh, they really like that one. Let me go round up the leader, you know. And and so I think he's probably thinking, okay, this is this is the end of the road for me. You know, this is I've 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 done what the Lord has asked me to do. And and this isn't um may not necessarily be a surprise, you know what I mean? But it's certainly uh, you know, I think you're you know, you're still, I mean, I don't know if you're, like, you just got picked up, you know what I mean? For not, for, for not doing anything wrong, just for, for preaching the gospel. And, and now he's under maximum security. So I think he's, I think he's probably reflecting upon, you know, the Lord's passion, how his, how he acted during that time, things the Lord has said and promised to him. And, and now he's, he's looking at, I would imagine that he's also looking, okay, this is, this is my hour now. Yeah. Um, and I find it so fascinating. He's sleeping. Yeah. Um, that means he's at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not so much anxiety that he feels distressed. I can't mm. sleep. Because when you feel with anxiety, you know, you're waking, you're kind right, of you're distressed. Fitful. And, yeah. He's sleeping, mm-hmm. which means you fall asleep when you're at peace. And so he's at peace in the Lord. He's yeah. just submitted to the will of the Lord in the midst of it all. Thinking, okay, this is what the Lord has. He's told me I'm going to die. I'll be led where I do not want to go. I'm being led where I do not want to yeah. go. Yeah. But I'm at peace in the midst of it. It reminds me of, you know, our, our storm series and, and, and Jesus sleeping in the boat. Yeah. And, and he, you know, obviously was not asleep during that time. But now he is in 
a situation where, you know, he, they were afraid, Lord, Lord, we're about, we're perishing, you know, are you going to do anything? And now he is on the doorstep of perishing here. And he seems to have learned from the master, learned from Jesus, um, has really, you know, he's received the Holy Spirit in a very profound way at Pentecost and, 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 and is allowing the spirit to, to really lead and, and guide his life and, and, and no matter the situation, the circumstances. And so, uh, I think that's a really beautiful reflection that I do think that, yeah, now he has he has learned to sleep um, in the midst of a situation yeah. that is yeah. about to take his life. When an angel shows up, <laughs> yes. so angel of the Lord comes and is next to him, a light shines in the cell, mm-hmm. and he strikes Peter I on love the side. I love it so much, dude. It's so funny. And he wakes him up, yeah. which, yeah, just... <laughs> hey, hey, you. Hits him in the side, you know what I mean? Kind of must be it, sleeping really good. Yeah. Must be sleeping really good if yeah, the angel's got Well, if it, Jesus was sleeping in a storm in a boat, yeah. so obviously yeah, he's, he's out. He's in some deep sleep. And then the angel says, get up quickly. It says the chains fell off his hands, mm-hmm. and the angel says, dress yourself and put on your sandals. He did so. And like, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. He's just giving like very specific yes. instructions. Like thing by thing, do this, do this, do this. And he's just doing the next thing. I, I just find this so beautiful because we always talk about just do the next right thing. Oftentimes in the midst of the imprisonment, in the midst of distress, mm. we get overwhelmed by all the things. Mm-hmm. We just think about, oh, what about this? What about that? You know, what's going to happen to this person? What's going to happen to, what, like, what's going to, happen to the church? Peter's like, well, you know, if he's in that mode, he gets into this overwhelmed anxiety mode. Like, what's going to happen without me? I'm the Pope. Uh, mm-hmm. The Lord appointed me. Like, what are the apostles going to do? Who's going to be in charge next? But he's not in that place. And the angel is just telling him, do the next thing. Stand up. Put on your clothes. <laughs> put on your sandals. Put on your cloak. Follow me. Yeah. And it's just, he's able to be led in that way by the Lord. And oftentimes when we get in our anxiety, we're like, well, what about this? What about this? The angel's yeah. like, put your sandals on. Well, what about a cloak? You know, yeah. Yeah. what about these chains? <laughs> what about the door? There's guards at the door. Yeah. Like, what about the guards? Yeah. And, and like, we just get into yeah. all the things. That, but but Peter is, is showing this beautiful submissiveness mm-hmm. because the angel is just telling him the next thing and just doing the next thing. And again, not letting the anxiety of all the other things take over. The sleeping guards, the other, the the door that's, that's locked. Anything else, he's not even worried about it. He's just, okay, if this is the next right thing, I'm going to do the next right mm-hmm. thing. No, it's a pretty remarkable and incredible scene where, uh, you know, and, 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 and the, the writer, you know, Luke, um, inspired by the Holy Spirit tells us, you know, that, that he does all these things and he follows the angel and he's not, he doesn't even think it's real. Uh, he think he thinks he's having a vision and, and just, you know, you know, you're sleeping there and, and this light wakes you up and it doesn't wake the guards up and, you know, just the, the chains falling off you. And, and I think those are, um. I think those are really beautiful images of, 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 of freedom, of being set free, of, of light shining in a really dark place and of, and of chains literally falling from, from ourselves. Um, and, and just the, the, the experience of that, I, I think it, I think it does also speak to like the peace that, that Peter is experiencing right now, where, where where this, where what's happening to him isn't, um, it isn't like jarring. It isn't like shocking him into a new reality. Like, I think he is like just at this peaceful place and this angel shows up and he's just there and he just kind of goes along with it and he thinks it's a vision. And, and so, um, yeah, I just think that that image of, of light shining and darkness and chains falling are, um, 
really beautiful and powerful images of, of, of the Lord setting, setting us free. That the Lord doesn't do things in secret. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. he does in the secrets of our hearts, right? but it's always in the light. Yeah. That the Lord's response to the darkness of the prison is not to come in like secretly sabotage. It's like, no, I'm going to bring an angel who's going to slap you in the face <laughs> and like pour light into the darkness, but I'm going to keep yeah. those guards asleep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, those chains are going to drop. Those doors are going to fling wide. Yeah. Um, but what, because I'm truth mm-hmm. and the truth brings light and life in the midst mm. of the darkness and the situations. Uh, and oftentimes again, we want to be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take that, you know, s- s- um, subtle as serpents, you know, simple right. as doves, which is right. true. And I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out on my own. Yep. And, uh, and God light in this situation is a bad idea. Well, let's go quiet with this one. Let's mm-hmm. go. And I said, no, I'm going to shine forth just to prove I'm the one doing this. Right. Because when you look back on this, and I think this is so important because oftentimes, you know, fast forward, Peter's going to get freed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to go go forth from here. But let's talk about a year later. Yeah. When he's reflecting upon this. Um, like, and if God had used like the subtle sabotage, like, well, well, how much of that was just like me? How much of that was, yeah. those were just old chains. Right. They weren't right, very right. good. Yeah. That's an old prison. Those doors, the guys were drunk. They didn't actually lock them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can start to think, like you can start to dismiss God, mm-hmm. which unfortunately I've seen far too often yeah. where people have these profound experiences of God. And a year later, it's over. I mean, we talk about this uh, September 11th. Yeah. Um, the churches were full the next yep. Sunday, full packed. And then within a year, they're just back to how they were before. Yeah. Um, these, these events that b- draw people back, these experiences like, I need God. But then you kind of lose track of it. But but God was just so powerful. It's like you were not going to be able to deny me moving in this in this place. Yeah. And just to to watch that because the enemy's always going to keep be be. Well, if God came in with that powerful movement in your life, and now you're like, ah, oh, where am I now? Don't forget. Don't forget. Remember, write it down. Yes. Record. Remember. Amen. Because That's you so have important. to. When things get bad, you're going to be like, ah, it was old chains. You mm-hmm. know, ah, I wasn't that. You know. The guys, those guys were drunk, you know, whatever, the guards, you know, I could get that, whatever the situation was. It wasn't that, it wasn't really that much of God. It wasn't that big of a deal, but, yeah. but God wants to say, no, no, it was me entirely. You did nothing but follow, which is exactly what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Now I love that your advice to, to write it down. It reminds me of when I had my conversion experience and I had no idea what I was doing. I just like God intervened in my life in a very profound way and I just knew I was supposed to be a priest. And so I met with a vocation director and he spoke a lot of reason and sense to me, but he did say like, write this down, like write this experience down. And I still have this, you know, you know, crinkled piece of paper that, uh, that, that has that prayer experience down on my conversion that, that I can go back to and, and remember of, of what that experience was, that, that this really was God. It wasn't my imagination. Yeah. And, and so I think that's a really, really good word to, to, to remember these things. And, and, and we can really do that by writing it down. Yeah. Uh, so, um, he's, they start walking out mm-hmm. doors start flinging open, right? <laughs> Guards stay sleeping. They're just walking yes. out. And finally they're out in the street and the angel leaves. Then so Peter comes to, and as you said, he thought it was a, a vision for yep. a while. And he's like, Oh, I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting, yes. which is hilarious in a lot of ways. Like, duh, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but again, he's like, he just thought this was a vision. Like mm-hmm. uh, whatever it was, obviously Peter's had these profound visions. We know he saw the animals coming down on the sheet. Yeah. He's had these trances 
um, these profound experiences of God. So first he's, he's like, okay, what is it all mean? He's looking for the meaning of it all. Yeah. Maybe he thought he, yeah. maybe he thought he died. You know what I mean? And now the angel's yeah. coming to take him, take him home, you know, who yeah. knows? Um, and so, um, he finally comes to, he kind of comes to a realization that says, oh wait, I'm sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod. Mm-hmm. And all that the Jewish people were expecting, which was his death. Yeah, Like he knows everybody's expecting his death, but God has another plan. What do you, so just, we're going to get back into Peter. Like, what do you think is going through his mind at this at this point? Again, before he's like getting, preparing himself for death. He's at peace, but he knows I'm about to die. And all of a sudden, like, wait, God rescued me. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think his, his net, like is going through his heart and his mind at this time? That can help us in our current, where it's like, okay, we just got freed from captivity. And oftentimes we get freed from captivity, like people get off of drugs or whatever. And like, yeah. it's like, oh, like, okay, that was God. That's why I'm free. And you have this kind of profound open up moments. But what is that? What, what is, what was Peter? And what can we learn to help us take the next step in the midst of that? Yeah, that's a really, really great question. Um, I don't, what was he thinking? What was he experiencing? I, I can only, um, I, I can only answer it by kind of like moving on with the story where like um, where all of a sudden he's just had this dramatic uh, encounter with an angel and the Lord's providence in this this incredible way. Um, and and it is so interesting that, you know, and this is uh, I think this is I don't know if Peter's thinking this immediately, but but I'm sure he has this thought at some point where. Where it's a little, I, I like, maybe not survivor's guilt, but you are kind of standing before the mystery and the providences of, of God's plans where where he didn't do this for James, um, but he did it for me. Um, and so, and and James witnessed to the Lord in his own way. And, 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 and now Peter's not going to escape the same fate. Peter is also going to die a martyr, but... Um, but I'm sure he's thinking, okay, well, okay, my story's not over yet. Like God's not done with me yet. Uh, God still has more things for me to do for Him, and and so he, he's some, and 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 so then he goes and and, and rejoins the the community to to share what has happened to him. But so I think those are, I think I think th- those two things. First is you know I think there can be some some question of, well, well, why me? You know, why did I get this grace? Why did, why did the Lord deliver me from addiction, from drugs, from pornography, from, um, save my marriage when, when he didn't do that for my cousin or, or my, or, or a sibling or, or I watched a friend, you know, go through this thing and, and why am I getting this blessing? And, yeah. and it's not because of any merit on Peter's part, but it's, it's the, the Lord has his own plans and his own providences. And, and so I'm sure like he's just very grateful and overwhelmed at, 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 at that. But then he also then goes back to the community. He goes back and, 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 and wants to share the amazing things that, that God has done for him. Yeah, to give that testimony. We should mm-hmm. always be ready to give a witness. Yeah. And so what he does, he goes to Mark's house, he knocks, Rhoda thinks it's an angel, <laughs> which is hilarious, goes back, he's like... Peter's at the door, like, it was his angel, you know, yeah. like, it's not really Peter. She doesn't even let him in. She's yeah. so excited that Peter's yeah. alive, she forgets to let him in the so house. So far, they let him in. And, uh, but yeah, like you said, he gives witness mm-hmm. and testimony of what God has done, which is what we have to do. Talk about how do we get freedom for freedom from captivity? Well, we speak out what God has done, which puts more impetus on us to mm-hmm. follow through with what we've done. Because sometimes we're afraid to share, because then we have to do it. 
Like if you're partying, like you're drinking and all right. of a sudden it's like, no, I'm done. I'm going to have a conversion. And you guys start telling people like Jesus set me free. I'm done drinking. Well, now it's like you go get drunk. Like you're, you're now a hypocrite. Yeah. Um, in a, in a very deep way. And you can draw people away from God. Like there's more, um, uh, responsibility. So it's hard. Sometimes you want to give witness and be yeah. like, oh, do I really want to like change? But, but it's just an encouragement. So that's what Peter does. It's a witness. We have to do is go and give witness to what God has done in our lives and go and testify to what the Lord has done because he will help us in the midst of our imprisonment, in the midst of our, the, uh, the difficulties we're going through that to get it free, but also to live in freedom. And that's, I think yeah. so important. And we want to move into our next, we're talking about getting free in our past time, but we're talking about living in that freedom, yeah. which I think this story really helps us to understand that, that you have to live as a free life. If you have the wrong mentality, we have, we, I know I have a number of drug addicts we go, we've worked with. And mm-hmm. oftentimes um, they they get free from the drugs physically, but not mentally. Not not that even, I'm not talking about the cravings. I'm talking about the mentality that comes. Right. That like oftentimes people are in drugs have a, a chaotic mentality. They live in chaos. Yeah. So they're more comfortable in chaos. Yes. And so when they get out of that lifestyle, they are not living in chaos anymore. And you can see they begin to create chaos around themselves mm-hmm. because they're so used to chaos. They're not comfortable and calm. And so um, when you're, if you don't know how to live in freedom, you're just going to create chaos again. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I'm free from my pornography addiction. Praise God, the Lord saved me. But if you don't let, learn how to live in that new freedom, mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself just acting out in other ways mm-hmm. because you you haven't actually fully gotten free. You've gotten physically free, but the mentally free, emotionally free hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And the Lord wants to free you in all those levels. So Peter, by giving witness, is is testifying and saying, I'm going to go to the community for their support and their help, and I'm going to give witness, and I'm going to live in the freedom God has for me, not just the physical freedom and imprisonment, but on these other levels, the spiritual level, this emotional level as well. I think that's, that's so important. And you know, one of the things that I, I, I've learned recently is that you know, one of the things that you can be addicted to, that your body can become addicted to, is is the like the, what they call like the stress response, um, wow. like the the cortisol. Yep. Um, and so, like, it's one of the reasons why people will like like um, like habitually procrastinate because your body's addicted to that stress response. Ugh. Um, and no, so, thank you. <laughs> no, for sure. And so. Um, but but it but it's real, you know what I mean? Like that that cortisol release and like you, you, you and so like um so yeah, we want to be free from these things, you know. So we might we might get freed from, you know, the the drugs, but there are then like other things that that are not letting us live in, in freedom and we might be addicted to stress, you know what I mean? And like we don't we don't want to be addicted to stress, but like we don't we haven't like lived in any other way. And and so uh we wanna be be free from that as well. And I think that that's part of that mentality that you're talking about is really then just kind of letting the Lord into these places um, and letting the light shine and, and just seeing what sort of chains Lord are, are binding me that, that I need to, that I need deliverance from and recognizing that like, we're not going to set ourselves free from that. Um, like only the Lord can do that. And and we make decisions. We, we get up, we, we, we just, we keep doing the next right thing. Like Peter did, we get up, we put our sandals on, we put our, our, our cloak on and we walk out the door and next thing you know, we might be free. We don't even know how we got there, but, but we get there by, by following what the Lord is asking us to do. And, I think was also really, really beautiful about this story is that um, we're told that when he gets to the house and and and, and Rhoda there is and meets him at the gate, that that they were all praying. Yeah. And so this story is obviously taking place in the dead of night, you know, probably well after midnight. And the guards are passed out sleeping. Peter's in deep sleep. Like everyone's deep in sleep. Like so this is very late at night, but 
but the community of believers were were praying for for Peter. And so I think like this is just an important testimony for us that that there are certain graces that um, that only happen because we pray for them, you know, and and the Lord wants us to participate. This is how we participate in the work of, of freedom and the work of liberty for those around us, for those that we care for is is to really pray for them. Um, and and it's a sacrifice to get up in the middle of the night and pray. And so, um, you know, there's there's a sacrificial nature, like a fasting with their with their they're fasting from sleep right now as, as they're praying for him. And so. Uh, we can just see just how connected the body of Christ is, how much that, that not only Peter, it's not only that Peter can't do this on his own, that he needs the Lord, but that he needs his brothers and sisters to be praying for him, that, that it, it does seem that perhaps Peter would not have been delivered in such a profound way had they not been praying for him. And so that we want to be praying for our own deliverance, our own freedom, and then to be praying for for those people in our lives who who are held in captive, that we fast, we make offerings, we make sacrifices, and we pray and intercede for them. Yeah. The final note, just because we're running out of time, I want to get to is that Peter gets away, mm-hmm. and Herod like is what happened with the guards. Like yeah. I don't know, like yeah. and Herod kills all the guards. Yeah. Um, yeah. The guards, I mean, God put them to sleep. Like it didn't matter how we well, didn't much wake they- them up. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. an angel slapped Peter and put light in the room. Like they yeah. were, they were put yeah. to sleep. Yeah, like yeah, they were in sure, a profound, sure. that, but when you're working for the wrong team, mm-hmm. like you're going to, like, it doesn't pay off. Mm-hmm. And be like, well, I was just, I was just being a good guard. It's like, well, but yes, you were fighting against Peter. Like oftentimes we find ourselves fighting on the wrong mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. We actually, and we think like, well, I'm just, I'm just a guard. Like I'm not, I'm not Herod. Like I'm making those things. I'm just mm-hmm. getting my paycheck, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Um, if God doesn't want you there, if God doesn't want you in the situation. You're not working for the, the company you're working for, doing the thing you're doing, involved in the situation you're involved in, the group you're involved in, whatever, get out. I don't care if it's your friend group, when it's your work yep. group, you know, family group, if you have to, if God is saying this isn't the right people to be involved with, walk away. Cause what's going to happen is you're going to get killed. Yeah. Why? Because God's going to show up. And you're going to be on the wrong side. Um, and you don't be like, well, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just a guard. Like I'm mm-hmm. not doing anything. I'm just getting my paycheck. Well, at the end of the day, like, but you could be, find yourself working against, against God and God's going to get his work done. Mm-hmm. And Peter's going to get escape from prison and you're going to be blamed for it. Even though you didn't, you, I mean, it, there's nothing you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want to encourage well, you. Well, I mean, maybe there was something they could have done. You know what I mean? Like, uh, stopped it, working for Herod. It's well, it's also just like, um, we have other we have other stories of like people in prison preaching the gospel. You know, what I mean, I would yeah. like I would imagine that like Peter was witnessing and testifying, and they probably saw the peace that he had and, and knew that like that he was innocent. That Herod's just doing this because like it was a political move, and they liked James and 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 so maybe they could have participated in in this grace that that god gave but but their hearts weren't open to it that that maybe they wanted to see peter dead maybe maybe they were the guys who were like this was so cool that like we killed james like let's round up some more and kill him you know and so um yeah they might have been really working for the the wrong team okay so maybe you're wicked out there (laughs) yeah okay Okay. i took it yeah Yeah. yes okay if you're wicked go to confession yeah amen amen yeah yeah Yeah. i'm I'm just trying to like no i see what you're saying i see what you're saying yeah yeah. trying to make a point yeah (laughs) sorry sorry with my 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 musings and wanderings took me somewhere else 
But so be free yeah. from the captivity, but that captivity yeah. might just be even your situation yeah, that you're in. It right. might not be a particular addiction. It might be your situation. Yeah. And God's asking you to get out of it and encouragement to, no, to say yes and yeah. follow him one step at a time. Yeah. Um, praise God. So freedom from the captivity. We're going to do one more week. It's about St. Paul and yes. his imprisonment and freedom. Yeah. Um, we are in the middle of a, who are we going to have dinner with? That's right. Conversation. We're now in our fictional characters. Mm-hmm. And so um, it is my turn. Who's it going to be, Father? It's going to be Aslan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So for all of you C.S. Lewis, uh, yes. Chronicles of Narnia fans, Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe, etc. Um, I mean, it's basically his Jesus figure. Yes. Um, yes. In fact, but he pretty explicitly is all like, well, I'm Aslan on, in Narnia, but I'm known by another name mm-hmm. in your world. You know, it's kind of like, yes. uh, and, he's, and he, gave, he makes the sacrifice. Like it's very much just the Jesus mm-hmm. figure. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I know it's fiction, but to talk to the Jesus For figure sure. of, of Narnia, like yeah. the man who's like creating everything, yes. you know, who's made the sacrifice just to talk through like, but it's like being Aslan. <laughs> For sure. No, I love that. I love that. Yeah. No, I think, I think Aslan is like the best like representation of Christ in like fiction. You know what I mean? I, I don't, he, he nailed it. Yeah. Um, and I think there's something about like the fact that he's a lion and uh he's not a tame lion you know what i mean probably a wild dinner you know with a um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's so exactly fun. yeah uh, but i just want to encourage you those books are worth going back to the, absolutely i went back to them a couple years ago like yeah. reading the whole chronicles and Arnie series hadn't yeah. been in a long time yeah. completely worth it like going back revisiting i know they're children's books but they're still he they're so deep they're mm-hmm. so deep in for ch- and you can get something out of them again, even in your adult life. So I encourage you to go back. If you're a, a, a fiction reader, read the yeah. Chronicles of Nardia and get back and see just how beautiful these yeah. stories are, what C.S. has done, and think about the dinner you'd have with Aslan um, if you'd like to join me and ask some questions. And by choosing Aslan, you're guaranteed to have some red meat at the dinner. So <laughs> that's an added bonus there. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Lord, uh, Father, would you lead us in a prayer? Absolutely. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that you are a deliverer, uh, that you bring light into dark places, that you uh, that you uh, break the chains of our captivity and our bondage. And Lord, we just give you permission to, to shine light into all of our prisons of our own hearts and our own bodies and our own souls, Lord. Um, all the places that are in darkness, Lord, you, you're allowed to shine your light there and, 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 and to tell us that, that, that we're in prison here. Um, and, and we have, we want to have ears to hear and, and eyes to see all that, that you want to do within us. And so, uh, Lord, we give you that permission this day, um, that any ways in which we might be in bondage, you have permission to, to tell us, to shine that light and, and to set us free. Mary, our mother, we ask that, that you would pray for us and intercede for us all the days of our life. May the blessing of Almighty God come upon each and every one of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.